Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. And I'm Beth. And I'm so thankful to be at the table with my dear friend, Missy, opening the Word. It's open in front of us even Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Right back at you, Beth. I want to talk about a, just a short passage of Scripture in James today, because that's kind of where I've been hanging out. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is James 5, and starting with verse 7. Okay, let me get there. Uh, Hebrews and the book of James. Okay, uh, yeah, I know where it's You at. know where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> There we go. Uh, Hey, if you want to learn the books of the Bible, can I just say, um, look up We Sing Bible Songs. mm. It's an old, old collection of music. I had it for my kids. And the other day I asked, um, you know, Siri or Alexa or whatever to turn on We Sing Bible Songs. And I got to sing the books of the Bible again. Um, Perfect. With my grandkids. So it's a great way to learn the word of God. That's awesome. Learn the books of the Bible. And once you know the books of the Bible, it's a great way to learn the word of God. (laughs) (laughs) So we're in James and chapter five and verse seven. It says, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. Mm. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. When I read, I both read that and heard that. I've been listening to it on my way, um, on my drive to work in the morning and just kind of going over and over. I'm, I need to write some devotionals for some mm-hmm. teens from, from James. So mm-hmm. I've been reading a, a lot and listening a lot to James. But when I heard that, I just thought, boy, is that not for today? <laughs> oh, yes. You, you know what I'm saying? Like it just struck me that this is where we're at right now. Uh, life is probably more uncertain than ever in my lifetime, I think, in terms of the world, in terms of what the future might hold for me, you know, as entering later years, you just don't know how things will go. And I'm obviously I'm closer to eternity than and who knows when I might have done, but I'm closer now than mm-hmm. I was before mm-hmm. because I'm aging. And mm-hmm. so all those thoughts are in my heart and in my head. And then when I look at this and I think Oh, I I have been impatient. I want things to change right now. And especially when I look at the world, there are things that I just want, I want to change so badly. There are so many injustices. There's there's just so much about the world that doesn't sit right with Mm -hmm. me. And yet, it is the world we live in. And it's not surprising. And it's the same in this generation. Different circumstances, Mm -hmm. different causes as it was back then. Because James is talking to... The early believers. Right, right. And he's telling them the same thing that we're being told today. Mm-hmm. I mean, in essence. And it was applicable to them as yes. just as applicable as it is to us today. Yes. And the idea that we are to be patient, not just in the little things, but he's talking about suffering mm-hmm. here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what kind of situation we're in, we need to remember that God is God and And we may be surprised, we may be uncertain, but he is not. Mm -hmm. He knows his plans. He will execute his will. It will be done. It will be done. 
in the meantime, he kind of lets us run amok here on earth doing our thing because we have free will. Mm-hmm. And we see things that we know are not right. You because know? your choices uh, render consequences for good or for evil. Exactly. To me. Exactly. And in the meantime, we're to be patient, mm-hmm. okay? And we're to remain steadfast because you're blessed if you do so. And he's talking about the prophets. And you think about what the prophets of Israel went through. You talk about persecution. Mm-hmm. You talk about people misunderstanding them. You talk about really... I mean, I, I've often wondered as I've read Jeremiah and Lamentations, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, Jeremiah, how did you just keep going? That was not quite the life you probably envisioned as a young boy. Yeah. But And that may be true for you today, listener. Mm-hmm. It may be true for us, Beth, as we go through our life and we see, this isn't what I had in mind. This isn't, this isn't the way I plan things. Mm-hmm. But God has a plan. And being patient in that plan and remaining steadfast and focused, as we so often talk about being focused on God and on his word. You know, sometimes it's just taking the next step, and that's what we have to focus on because we know the end result, right? Mm-hmm. right. We just don't know what happens between here and, and the moment I walk into heaven. We, that's the uncertain part of my life. We know our source of hope. And, you know, exactly. Romans fifteen thirteen says, And now may God, your source of hope, fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's that's our source. Missy, as I look at my Bible in this James chapter 5, verses 7 through 11 passage that you just read, I have a few things highlighted and some notes written in the margin. Um, you know, be patient. Oh, patient, long-suffering. You know, it's all those words that go along with that that word patient that we we read a lot in the New Testament, we read all throughout the Bible, but it's part of the fruit, right? It's part of the fruit that comes from abiding in Christ. So be patient. Um, Verse 8 says, establish, in my translation, establish your hearts. And I wrote in the margin, make firm, Mm. stable. You know, when you establish, something that's established is set, right? Um, I think about Colossians chapter 3, where Paul says, set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. Set, establish it. Make sure you know that this is a firm place to uh, keep your eyes. Uh, verse 9 says, do not grumble against each, uh, against one another. And I have that highlighted. I think it was probably because I wanted to read it to my kids and remind them not to <laughs> grumble. But uh, keep going. Verse 11 has the word steadfast in the ESV. So behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. And you've heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you've seen the purpose of the Lord. Now the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Well, that word steadfast means firmly fixed in place. Mm. Where's your faith? Yeah. Is your faith in our government? Is your faith in your paycheck? Is your faith in... Wh- where is your faith? Who's your provider? Wh- what is the bedrock? Steadfast foundation that you're standing on because you know um governments are what governments are filled with people like us not perfect paychecks are what paychecks are um as good as the paper they're written on as long as the business we're working for is doing business in a way that is going to continue to provide that 
But God is who he is, and he is steadfast, and he is for us. He is faithful. He is true. So we can firmly fix all of that in place. We can we can set our eyes on things above and know that even when everything around us is shaky, uh, even when everything around us is chaotic, tumultuous, even when nothing around us makes sense, God is who he says mm-hmm. he is. And he is faithful to complete the work that he has begun mm-hmm. in us, even when it doesn't look like we thought it would. Mm. He's faithful. He's faithful. I've been thinking about Psalm 1 as you've been talking, and I'm going to read it because this is exactly what it's talking about. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his mm-hmm. delight mm-hmm. is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates mm-hmm. day and night. Okay, it's all about God's word and meditating on that and thinking about that. And look what happens, verse Mm 3. He is like a tree planted by the rivers of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Mm. The consequences that we talked about. But this beautiful picture of a tree with its mm-hmm. roots, you know, right by the river, soaking up all the nutrients it needs, the water mm-hmm. and the soil and all of that. And it, it just bursting forth mm-hmm. because a, a man or a woman who delights in the law of the Lord, who delights in God's word, who meditates on God's word, will be fed, will be watered, will be anchored, mm-hmm. will be have roots that go down deep and be established. Not No matter the circumstances. That's right. So when the storm world. comes, mm-hmm. when the wind blows, this is the way you, you, you prepare yourself for whatever life mm-hmm. has for you, mm-hmm. is you establish yourself in the Word of God. You let the roots go down deep so that when the winds come, when that surprise that Mm -hmm. crisis that you never expected that thing that topples your world that you never ever could have imagined god's not surprised Mm -hmm. he's with you but you have you have the root system Mm -hmm. in place you Mm -hmm. have the word of god firmly established in your heart and life that you can turn to it and it's your source of hope Mm -hmm. it's where you go to find answers Mm -hmm. it's what holds you up and and helps you get through whatever it is you have to go through Mm -hmm. and listen Listeners, Jesus has told us, in this world, you will Mm -hmm. have trouble. Not might. Not might, or you could. Mm -hmm. No, you will, because we live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. We live in a fallen and sinful world. And we ourselves are not what we will be at at one time. Even Mm -hmm. our brothers and sisters who are being transformed are not perfect. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. So people will make choices or just the natural... There'll be a flood, there'll be a fire, there'll be a whatever, you know, the natural consequences of living in this world and Mm -hmm. the things that we might have to face. Mm -hmm. But God has said that he will be with us, what? Always. And through the waters, Mm -hmm. right, Beth? Right. I think of you talking about this passage Isaiah, yeah. Um, Though I pass through the waters, um, through the fire, I mean, through all of it, he is with us always. Missy, as you're talking, I, I see the face of a sweet friend in Christ um, who is in those 
advanced final stages of cancer. And um, I stop in to visit now and again, just, just for short amounts of time, because I certainly don't want to tax, um, you know, the, the, the little strength that she has these days. But I can tell you, every time I see her, there is such a peace about her. And this last time I was with her, I said, so what's, what's the emotion that's, what's the overwhelming um, feeling or emotion that you have right now? And she said, oh, peace. And it didn't surprise me at all because she, she has been always a woman who allows her roots to go deep, deep in the living water. She is one who loves the Lord with her heart, soul, mind, and strength. And now that she is going through that valley of the shadow of death that we all live in, but some of us, um, you know, when it gets really dark, Mm -hmm. she is fearing no evil because God is with her. He, He is there providing all that she needs. And he is seeing her through this place that many would fear, but she knows he's with her. And so she has complete peace. Such a beautiful visual of what happens when we keep our eyes on him instead of looking at the mm. chaos and the storm around us. Yeah. He will keep, Isaiah says, in perfect peace all whose minds are fixed on him because they trust in him. Mm. Yeah, that peace. That's the peace I'm talking about. Boy, Isaiah was one of those prophets that, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to read through this this book of Isaiah. And yeah, it's wonderful because there's so many reminders of, of uh, the Prince of Peace who's coming um, to, to save us and to see us through. Oh, right there, I just turned to Isaiah 26, and it's verse 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And then verse 4 says, Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And that's, that's the peace we're talking about. That's the foundation we're talking about. Rest, rest in him. But Missy, earlier you, you referenced the throughs, and I want to go to that passage too, because I think it's so important to remind, not to, just to hear people talk about what the word says, but to remind ourselves exactly what it says. So Isaiah 43, listener, if you're in that place where you're just like, I don't know if I can get through this. This is, this is too much. This is too much. I want you to know that the God who created you is there with you. Isaiah 43 says, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. You want to know why? Let's keep going in verse 3. For I am the Lord your God. Let's stop right there. It's not about our circumstances, I promise. I know that's what we're feeling. That's what's coming against us. That's the pressure. That's the. But it's about the Lord our God, the one who is faithful and true, 
the one who we can look to in the midst of the storm and know that he is right there with us. Set your eyes on things above, not on things of this earth. As we go on in this passage, verse 4 says, because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you. Yeah, that's right. You are precious in his eyes. And so we can live life knowing that life can be fearful, but we can fear not because it's the Lord our God who has us. He loves us so much he died for us. He gave his life so that we would be redeemed. And he is seeing us through all that life is throwing at us. And like you said, Missy, whatever that might look like, uh, loss of job, loss of relationship, loss of life, loss of loss, loss, loss. Now, you know, when he's our source of hope, our source is unlimited. Yes. Yeah. And that are the lessons those, I guess, I, that, those, all of this. This is the stuff that I've learned um, through some of the hardest places in life. In the last 30 years, I've lost both my parents. Uh, we've gone through some major changes in many aspects of life. There have been, you know, I had five kids, so there's been some parenting stuff that uh, God has been faithful to see us through. I can honestly tell you, I don't know how I would have gotten through the last 30 years without... Um, mm. trusting him through even to the point and this this is I know I've had the argument with people who are going through hard places and I'm like what are you thankful for and and they'll say there's nothing to be thankful for yes there's always 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 something to be thankful for so even to that point of when those hard places come at us and it's it's a discipline that's not pleasant at first but training my mind mm. sometimes having to take my face and and push my chin up to look to him and to remind myself what i have even in the midst of loss mm. i have the truth of his word i have the privilege of prayer i have his peace and those are not light things no. <laughs> you know sometimes we just rattle that off as if oh well that's that's not really enough it is enough it's mm -hmm. more than enough but he, he, he is continuing to give us more. And if you are willing to look at the circumstances that you're in and really examine the circumstance and the situation and how things played out, mm -hmm. I mean, he, God's hand is all over it. You just have to look for mm -hmm. it sometimes. And when you do and when you see it, it's so exciting to know that he knows you so intimately that there are gifts along the way that Maybe no one else could recognize, but you certainly do when you stop to look and think about the ways in which he's cared for you and mm -hmm. taken care of you through through the waters, through the fire, in the midst of whatever the circumstance is. It's the Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen moment. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will be found by you. And when you find him, mm -hmm. it that's where the gratitude comes mm -hmm. from because you see that you're you're not alone mm -hmm. and he hasn't forsaken you and he hasn't left you to deal with this on your own. It's still difficult. Yes, mm -hmm. life is hard. That's that's true. But God is there in the midst of all that. And, and the gratitude and the praise that you can give back to him, that's 
the considering it all mm-hmm. joy that James talked about mm-hmm. in uh, his first chapter there, when you fall into various trials and circumstances. That's that's the be anxious for nothing, but in everything with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let your requests be known to God. That's how you can find joy in happy, not happiness, because happiness is a world term, but joy and peace, peace. Mm-hmm. in the midst of, mm-hmm. in the midst of, in the midst of the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. Trusting him, knowing that he will see you through, that he can make good come from it, even if you can't see it in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's that's the gratitude that and that changes your perspective. That gives you a strength that I don't I don't even know if you can describe the kind of strength that you know it doesn't come from yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beth, have you ever had people say to you, "I don't know how you did it. <laughs> I didn't do it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, raise my hand. It wasn't me. It wasn't my strength. Uh, it was obviously the Lord giving me that mm-hmm. strength. And I think a lot of that has to do with how we approach him and how much we trust him it's not that he isn't there it's how much you're willing to trust him and allow him to do what he needs to do and the work Mm -hmm. he needs to do and that's where patience comes in isn't it you know missy i think i think about you at the start of your marriage and of parenthood and you you lost your firstborn and it wasn't an overnight process to peace right it was a pathway where you had to trust god the entire way. The entire way. You know, and I think one of the things that I learned early on for that, what he was he was born in November, the end of November. And I remember writing a Christmas letter and thinking, what am I going to say? What yeah. do I say, you know? Um, but here, here's the thing that God spoke to my heart, and it's kind of changed my perspective about a lot of things that I go through in life. I thought about this precious baby that we had prayed for, and I, I thought about the things that I prayed for that baby. I prayed that God would use him. Mm-hmm. I prayed that God would, you know, that he would have a close walk with the Lord, that God would use him in ways that I couldn't even imagine. And when I sat down to write that letter, Beth, I realized, God, you answered my prayer. Mm-hmm. Not the way I wanted, not the way I wanted, but my goodness, this is something you have done that I could never have imagined for a moment. And the fact that, you know, I took very, a lot of comfort in the fact that he never knew a moment's pain. He would, he went straight from my womb into the arms of the Savior. Mm-hmm. Those things were really precious to me. But I thought, God, you are doing something in the midst of something mm-hmm. that I can't even begin to fathom. But I could see his hand. And then I thought about the things that he did for me through the process of his birth. He was my first baby. And I know I've told you before, my mom and dad, quote, and you can see these air quotes, just happened to drive from Michigan to Tennessee to visit us. Surprise! Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went into labor, they mm-hmm. got there the day that I was starting labor, and mm-hmm. I, I needed my mom, right? And I had no idea how much I needed her, but God knew, and He gave that to me. And I look back and I think that is, mm-hmm. that's not coincidence, people. That is God taking care of me in my need to help me walk through. You know what I'm saying? Right. And some of those things came a long time after when I sat down and thought about, and I think that's true of of a lot of trials, that when you're in the midst of it, maybe you can't see. But when you look back, a lot of times you do see, wow, I see how God brought these people around to help me, or um, he provided, we had this great need, he provided this way, or um, sometimes his hand is hard to see, but it is there, and he is always, always at work, Mm -hmm. always at work. 
And that's the amazing thing to look for. And that's where I think the thankfulness can come from. And that's why we open the word together and we remind ourselves of the goodness of God, even in the harshness of this world. But don't take our word for it. Open the word. He's there. He's faithful. And he is right beside you right now. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Step back in time with a stay at one of the oldest buildings in historic Berlin, Ohio, the Worthman House. This charming building has a rich history with origins dating back to as early as the mid-1800s. The newly restored two-bedroom, one-bathroom suite has hardwood floors and gorgeous chestnut trim throughout. It is also outfitted with locally made Amish furniture. It can sleep six and offers a beautiful panoramic view of Berlin's Main Street. Its location in the heart of Berlin is an ideal spot for walking to various restaurants and shops. Book your stay at the Worthman House through VRBO. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from modern farmhouse to transitional design. Then, meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.